listen, Justin, it's, I think it's a, um, a friend of mine would say it's a movable feast. It's a, it's a different thing to different people. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my quick spin on it. Though the way I always saw my environment was, I saw it like a teaching hospital. So the idea was, yep, I'm top of the tree. I get it. But you don't get, you don't just earn the badge, right? You've got to help people. And the way you lead is by showing people the light in the dark, right? How do you, how do you bring light into the dark and help people direct them? So I always spent a lot of time helping my staff develop. And in doing so, that helps me develop because I'm seeing different things. When you hear things coming out of your mouth, what you're saying, you get a great feedback loop. Did that make sense, what I just said? You know, keep rechecking yourself, recheck, recheck. And everything, I got this stupid thing I used to always talk about, like with, the, you know, the Terminator? You know when Arnie yeah. walks into the biker bar? Yeah. You know that movie? Yeah. You know when he walks into the biker bar and he's nude? Well, I used to do that at work. I'd come in nude and, no, sorry, that's a lie. <laughs> I didn't do that. But you know when he walks in nude and you see his eyes and from his view, his point of view, you can see all the data coming down and he's checking everything out. So he's constantly evaluating everything. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to constantly evaluate patterns. Now, as a high performance manager, you're going to evaluate those patterns in your staff. So what are they good at? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How do I bring people together? How do I put 10 people and get them on the same direction? Right? So trying to pick those people, um, I was very, very fortunate uh, within the, the AFL structure I worked in. I was given really good leeway to get some great people. I've had staff there that are now firmly friends. I've got three of my S&C coaches um, have all gone on to, well, two of them have gone on to high performance manager roles themselves. And the next one, the last one is the youngest one. He'll go through soon. So we were, we were able to bring together a really strong group of people. So I think my view of it is to run a, to run a team from that high performance perspective, you need to be able to understand the shoes other people are walking in. So I need yes. to understand physio. Yes. I need to understand. So with a physio, right? So I had a lot of trouble in my first year with this very senior physio who's about seven or eight years older than me. But I used to go into the practice and I'd show him, I'd actually learn. I know a lot about physio. I know a lot about hands. I've worked with a lot of track and field guys. So you know very much the Dan Pfaff, um dare I say it, uh, the Charlie Francis kind of idea. Like Charlie Francis was a magnificent masseur, like with his athletes. He, he understood muscle tone. Um, and I learned a lot. I don't, man, I never met the man Charlie Francis. I wish I had, you know, um, rest in peace. But um, man was, a, sounded like a genius to me. And I, I learned a lot off him. Our, some of the first rugby tours I went on as a kid, when I was like in the 90s, it was me and the physio. So I had this great physio back in the day, a lady named Linda Bennett. She taught me how to do a lot of the, a lot of practical stuff. So I would do the preliminary physio work, hand them over her. She'd do the specialist stuff and we'd just churn all the dudes through when you're away on tour. So having that shared experience, though, means when I talked to an AT or a PT, and when I did it in the States recently, some of them were shocked at what I understand. Because you've got, if you're going to lead, you need to understand that person's job. You can't just do it because... I'm the biggest dude in the room, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter that I am, but um, you've got to be able, be able to walk a mile in their shoe and understand them. Not, I can't do their job, mate. I'm not a physio. I'm not an AT, but I understand their role. So I had a discussion this morning. So we're talking to, 
a kid plays rugby here. He's very, very um, great, good young athlete. So he runs a runs a ten three two hundred. Mm. Um, so he's, he's sharp, man, real sharp. Uh, about seventy. Oh, he's probably eighty kilos now. Um, big squat, two handed dunk, standing under the ring like the whole bit. Anyway, so he's had four hamstrings this year. So I'm talking to this young staff this morning because he's only a young guy. So the way it works in Australia, this guy's with some young staff. But what we did was sit round. Um, we looked at the we looked at some video. We looked at the speed sig data. I presented my piece. We had some MRI data there, and you bring it together. But the physio is comfortable to speak openly with me about the cross-sectional area of a biceps fem on MRI. Like I know exactly what that is. I actually, you know, you can quantify that quite comfortably. Now, if you don't breed that confidence in people as a leader, then they separate because people who are not confident will hold their cards close to their chest. They'll be protective. They'll go, this is my domain, you know, back off. When people understand you're not trying to take their turf, you're trying to help them work together. That's what I think the high-performance model should be, in my view. It's not the way it is everywhere, and it's not the way everybody runs it. And I will tell you in the US, from what I've seen, there is everything from the worst possible, which is everybody working in silos and nobody speaks, to I've seen very excellent on the other side, like you mentioned TK um, and, that, and the crew down at um, University of South Florida. I was super impressed. So to go into a room with a senior S&C coach, a physical therapist, a rehab speed specialist, and to be able to have a really strong conversation about what the program does, who works on what, how we work together, mate, it was cool. So I, I don't think America's got it wrong in any shape of the word. I think there are pockets that are doing it better than others. But I think the key is understanding that I don't think well, no, I don't think, I, I know you can't be a sole specialist in one area and try and guide other people. A good leader should be able to understand all his troops and, and see where they fit. <clears throat> is it something truly just as simple as making sure that you have subdued your own ego or is there some other magic trick to it? No, no I don't think there's magic. I think you're dead right. I think there's a piece... What's up, strength coaches? Taking a quick break away from the show to let you know about our membership site. Not only do we at Strength Coach Network put out the cheeky midweeky, but we have a membership site where you gain access to a video library and a members-only forum. Inside the video library, you will have access to over 170 different lectures, which equals over 400 hours of content. Inside of these content, it is every sport you could think of and every topic in strength and conditioning. In our members-only forum, we have career advice and we have topics in strength and conditioning where coaches ask each other questions and we help each other inside the network. You can try the network out for 24 hours for $1 if you are not a member. Click the link down below and you will be able to check us out. Um... Like I used to always say as a manager, I, I, was, I was an incredibly in, inclusive dictator. So what that means is I like that. that what we would do, I would always say, my door's always open, we're always going to discuss every issue. But if we get to an impasse and I've got three people saying one thing and three people saying another, I will decide. And when I decide, we're going to go that way. But you have to understand, I've given everybody a chance. I'll tell you why I'm going that way. But we have to be on board. And when we're together, we can argue in a private, private room. But in front of players, we never argue. 
And you, if you need to bring up a point and you're not happy with what I'm doing, that's cool. But come and tell me when you ask to come into the office and we'll talk. So, yeah, you, you've, as a leader, you still have to at times make a decision and say, we're going this way, we're going A, not B. And that's it. And that's the responsibility of a leader. But I think to bring people together is the number one thing. I think you see whenever, um, you know, you, you I, I've been lucky enough to work around uh, the tac tactical space a fair bit. And when you see the real good SF operators, how tight they are as brothers, it's because of shared experience, right? They've gone out and done, you talk about buds, they go and lie in the surf and get beaten up. The Delta boys run around the Appalachian Mountains. The SAS guys over here run around the desert. They've done this thing together. And you and I have had an experience that's so unbelievable. That's why they're so tight. We're never going to have that experience. But I think when you're in pro sport, it's so, so intense. It is a big experience. And when you get to go out to a stadium, like, you know, college football's got 100,000 people. You go, uh, Virginia, um, yeah, I got an LSU hat on right now. I mean, Death Valley, yeah, yeah. that place is like fucking rocking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you go out to 100,000 people. Man, we, I used to have a coach used to always say, when you go down the race, you go down the tunnel, you want to know that the guy beside you has got your back. And the players need that, but the staff need that. You want to have each other's back, mate, 100%. And that's if you've got animosity on the strength coach and you just do the physio – it, it takes everybody. It takes, you know, it takes a village. Well, here's my question then to you, because I feel like a lot of the times over here in the States, and maybe it is over there too, but a lot of the times, maybe that high performance manager might be an athletic trainer simply because they have a license versus strength and conditioning coaches just have a certification. Now, if you're not, the, that's an interesting one. Go ahead. Then, then dive with that. Cause it's, it's like, how do you handle the dynamics? If you, are the strength coach and you have to be subdued to the AT, but then how do you also handle it if you're the high performance manager as the strength coach and yeah. now you have to tell an AT kind of what to do for lack of a better term? Yeah, yeah. So number one, when you look at licensing, licensing has to do with the fact that they do needling, they put needles in, they manipulate necks, they do all that sort of stuff. We don't touch them, right? I don't need to be licensed. I'm not poking them with a needle. I'm not doing anything like that. That's one of the arguments that came up in Australia just this past week, right? Okay. Why don't we have a license? Well, I don't do, I don't invade their human space. I might get okay. in their face periodically, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that <laughs> makes sense. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't do invasive. I'm not moving them around. I'm not manipulating joints. But so when you look at most S&C coaches now, Mate, there aren't many that aren't running around with a, at least an undergrad, decent undergrad degree, and then they've gone and got other qualifications. And I'll be, I've written about this before, and I'm clear. Mate, SNC coaches are not made at university. SNC coaches are made on the field, in the gym. That's where you learn your trade. You learn off somebody, another coach. I learned nothing about SNC at university. I've done three degrees, right? Nothing. But the underlying science and all that stuff, I got 100%. That's why we should do undergrad degrees. But all the S&C stuff that you've got to learn, and I would even argue for the fundamental qualifications, most guys are well past that. Most guys are well past that. They've got great knowledge. 
the fact that it's not necessarily recognised. I mean, in Australia, the Australian Strength and Conditioning Association are doing a good job at having more levels, right? So people are they don't just get one; they can they go up in rank, so to speak. So I think it comes to I think there's a mute point there between well, I've got a license and you don't. Well, stick it up your butt. But I think I think it comes back to then that humility piece. Don't try to rock people over. Try to understand this is where I'm coming from, where you come from. I really believe that if you can understand someone else's job um, and what they do and how they feel about things and what they understand, I'd even go down to the fact that I understand there's three main physiotherapy schools in Australia. They're all quite different. So I understand when if I find out one of my staff is from one school, that's a different perspective. Like University of WA is very different to the University of South Australia. And there are nuances to that. So it's Sun Tzu, the art of war, man. Know thy enemy, know thyself. Win a thousand battles. <clears throat> That's a fantastic point. And how did you, you know, continue to learn and have that different growth mindset of you? Because there might be a lot of young strength coaches listening to this right now that are like, okay, how can I harness that? How can I learn that mindset? Because I do ultimately want that role that he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I think, number one, I always would say to young S&C coaches, go into, the, go into the medical practice. If you need to ask, like a dojo, right, ask to go in appropriately. But say, man, can I come in and just watch what you do? We've got Deshaun, whatever his name is, Smith over here. He's one of our best wide receivers. He's had this hamstring. So can you just explain to me exactly what you're doing? In the early days... Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button so that way you get notifications of when more content like this gets released. So click that like and subscribe button. And with that, let's get back to the show. 